Welcome to day 89 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. We are in Isaiah 40, and um, this picks up the second major section of Isaiah. Isaiah spent a lot of time um, in the first 39 chapters, you know, kind of detailing God's judgment on the nations, calling people to repentance. Um, I mean, we, we saw so much moving through there. Um, that now, we, where we find ourselves, we left off yesterday, uh, God, you know, Isaiah prophesied about this day where Babylon would carry off God's people, that the people would indeed go into exile. You know, he had told them it's not going to be Assyria that comes and conquers you. I will defend the city. But um, we see Hezekiah and all of his pride showing Babylon the riches of his storehouses, which really is not too grand uh, in, in the you know, grand scheme of things. And, and yet, he says, man, there's a day where Babylon will come. And, and so now in Isaiah 40, we move into this, this time where you know, most people would say that Isaiah is now speaking forward. He is now prophesying. So we move probably from the 8th century, some 7th century to the 6th century where God's people, they are indeed in exile. And, and so Isaiah's um, tone and message is going to shift from one of judgment to one of comfort. We're going to see a lot of messages of comfort. We're going to see these messages of, of deliverance that God indeed has not forgotten his people, but he will deliver his people. And ultimately, he will do all of this uh, for his glory. You know, that God is a God who is is a, is a glorious God. He's a holy God. He's a God who keeps his promises. Um, yes, his people are in exile. He will bring them out. And then we're going to meet the great suffering servant. You know, so the second section is one of those sections that we we love in Isaiah. It's one of those quoted most, I mean, this passage that we're in is quoted I think it's in like eight or nine different passages in the New Testament. Uh, so we're going to see it all over the place. But um, this is our our beloved Isaiah here, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to meet a lot of fun themes. But before we dive in, uh, David, will you pray for us? Yeah, let's pray. Father, thank you so much uh, for time in your word. Uh, what a gift that it truly is, um, how your word has been preserved and, and held out to us. Um, and we know that your word, it's not just a, a regular word. It's a, it's a living and active word that does a deep work in our hearts and our lives. So as we look at Isaiah 40, uh, may our hearts be comforted, may our hearts delight, and may we um, remember, and in remembering, may we be renewed um, to be your people. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 40, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken, A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. 
He gathers the lambs in his arms, and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales, and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord, or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? And who, and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in the bucket. They are regarded as dust on, on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. With whom, then, will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metal, metal worker casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. A person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner, sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground. Then he blows on them and they wither, and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's everyone's favorite passage, or one of the favorite passages out of Isaiah 40. I mean, just so many beautiful images and so many um, things that, that that indeed bring comfort to, to God's people. And I mean, you have to love the context. If this is indeed written to people who are in exile, you know, who are seeking comfort, who are who are seeking to be reminded of uh, of, of what they've lost, you know, and and for them, the association of of land with God's promises and being God's people, and, and now being outside of the land, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like well, God, where where have you gone? Where have you been? And and so Isaiah's vision is is one of you know, look at who this God is. You know, don't just fix your eyes on the circumstances and on the things that are happening, but but look up, look at look at who He is, and so you have to love all these attributes. You know, here is your God is a, a, a refrain we see um, in Isaiah forty. But as as we read this together, what are some things that stood out to you? I think for me, this passage. Well, just by the way, this is one of my absolute favorite chapters in all of Scripture, um, but. To me, it um, it provides perspective. Um, just to make it a little personal, like recently, a f- few months ago, m- my sister um, ha- had to deliver their stillborn son, and it was terrible and um, heart wrenching. And um, a few days 
after after that, it was probably maybe a week or two after um, she delivered him. Uh, she she and I were texting, and we both um, found such comfort in this specific um, chapter in Isaiah forty, and and. I say that it provides perspective because just like you mentioned, it's so easy to just look down and to be so overwhelmed by the things that are surrounding us, the things that are going on around us that are happening to us. And I just absolutely love the perspective that all people are like grass and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely, once again, the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. And it it reminds me that all of us will, will fail. All of us will wither away. And only God will, will be here forever. Um, and so trust in Him no matter what's going on, just put your trust in him and you will find comfort for this current moment. Um, but yeah, just, he is, he is the only one who endures forever. And of course, then at the end, he, he gives strength to the weary and it's a good thing to be weary because we can go to him and we can trust in him. And, and, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. So um, it's just a huge, and to me, it's a huge call to put my trust in him right now. And it's mm-hmm. just so good. And there's just a little line at, at the end of, of verse nine, you know, it, he just calls the people, you know, say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Mm-hmm. And just a little reminder, I mean, such a simple phrase, but yet, you know, right now we're in the middle of holidays and, you know, people are, holidays are busy and enough, you know, personal pain people are walking through and it's almost like in any situation you find yourself in right now, you just need to be reminded, hey, here's your God. Because he's the type of God that can meet us in all situations and, and, and he's the type of God that we do need to look to and be reminded of who he is. Because, you know, as we say, or I say a lot, you know, we all have apparently this sort of like gospel amnesia, right? We just mm-hmm. forget like, oh yeah, like I totally forgot, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so we do need that reminder to hear your God, look, see, behold, and let him meet you where you are because mm-hmm. um, he's sufficient. Um, and just, that's what's grabbing me as I'm looking at this. Yeah. And this is one of those great passages that, you know, as it points us to who God is, it also points us to what He will do, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so you get that famous passage of voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And, of course, that gets applied to John the Baptist mm-hmm. as the one who is the one who goes into the wilderness and prepares the way for the Lord. And and indeed, God will bring His people out of exile. Um, and it may look differently than what they expect, but, I mean, we're, we're seeing so many themes pointing us towards Jesus, that, that God is the sovereign one, is doing something um, to accomplish the salvation of his people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so what do we do? Verse nine, you who bring good news to Zion, go up high on a mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. You know, we proclaim the goodness of of the gospel. We proclaim the glory of, who, you know, of God to those around us. Um, and we do it with good news. So Isaiah 40 points us, um, gives us a high view of, of who God is, calls us to fix our eyes on him. Um, but even in his sovereignty, I mean, Paul talked about this, 
in a sermon when he talked about shepherds that, that God is also the one who is tender with his, right. his sheep. He holds them close to his heart. Um, so yes, God comes. I mean, look at the, the contrast 10 and 11. I'll close with this and then pray. But the sovereign Lord comes with power. He rules with a mighty arm. Then he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers his lambs in his arm and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young, you know, and, and so that you have that that picture lion of, of and lamb the lion type. and lamb, yeah, you know, strong, mighty, powerful, and yet tender in his care. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the God who cares for us. Um, so we we're encouraged today. Uh, let me pray for us, Father. We thank you that you are the sovereign one. Um, you are the one who we behold. Um, we're reminded from the words of Isaiah that um, to behold you, here is here is our God. Um, and so, Father, we, we have nothing to compare you to, no image to liken you to, um, but we, we want to see you as you are. And so would you continue to instruct us, continue to teach us, um, continue to, to fix our affections upon you. Uh, Father, we thank you for the grace we have in Christ Jesus, the, the great deliverance we have in him. Um, would we rest in you today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.